Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Cash the Ticket, presented by FanDuel. Hi, everybody. I'm back. It's Cash the Ticket, welcoming. Um, both nostrils working. We are ready to party on a Friday. A little bit of NFL, a little bit of college basketball discussion. Uh, we need a summit meeting on the system. We have a mailbag. So much to do, but someone has something to say to start this show today, and I just want to turn the floor to them. Vito the Value Cactus has returned. I am told it took the tiniest screwdriver in the history of screwdrivers in order to fix this thing. But Quote, even with Evan's tiny hands, correct. this was quite the ordeal. And Evan Jenkins, for those of you that aren't familiar with Evan's work here locally, Evan is best known for his work in the Burger King commercials from about a decade ago. <laughs> I've got these tiny hands. I'm a hand double for golf. He's actually a miniature hand model. Uh, it's a very niche market. It's a side hustle. But if you it, it need takes care of the bills. delicate, tiny hands that are childlike, but not that of a child, Evan has actually... Tiny man hands. Uh, yes, yes. Evan has actually starred in several of those commercials yep. and one movie we can't talk about. So let's just really... Evan needed the money. Incognito browsers. <laughs> All right. We are back. I'm happy to have you back. We have so much to get to. I know we do. And thank you again for covering earlier in the week, dude. I, that, was a, that was a disaster. A total and utter clusterfuck. Let's party. Yeah. You never miss. So I, knew, I don't. I knew, I knew something was up. Oh, uh, yeah. Big time. Okay. So let's hit it. So let's start with the Super Bowl. Line set. I didn't want to do a preview until we had you. I like it. Ready to record. Yeah. I've seen one and a half to two points. Kansas City, an underdog. Again, we're doing this again with Mahomes as an underdog. Is the line set correctly? How do you feel? Because you are the Chiefs' future guy. Yeah. And you got here. I feel great, except I think the public's starting to jump on board. Yeah, but all you need to do now is... Yep. Niners. Yep. And you're good, right? Yep. I can equalize it out because we had plus 900, 950. Or do you let it ride? Well, you tell me because you're the Chiefs hater, and yeah, here they are I'm all the way to the hater. Super Bowl. I think and you like, also hate Brock Purdy, and he's on the other side. I know, it's a real winning, it's a who's who for me. And we get another two weeks of Taylor Swift coverage. So, I mean, this is what you wanted. Let's go back before we go forward. Yeah. What did you have to say about the Ravens? I actually wanted to ask you 
which of those losses is more devastating in hindsight? Because in the moment, as a Lions fan, financially or emotionally? No, emotionally. Okay. In the moment, as a Lions fan, watching a 17-point lead evaporate in the most chaotic of ways, that hurt me as a fan. Oh, yeah. But zooming out, Baltimore's at home. If you're not going to get Mahomes this time, if you abandon your identity both offensively and defensively, it feels like they're never going to do it. Whereas the Lions, you could build a case. They'll be back. They kept their coordinators. They're just getting started for Baltimore. Where do you go from here? You brought in the OC, you brought in the toys, and you abandon everything that you were 60 minutes away from the Super Bowl. Throw me that cactus. Here we go. Hey, all you Lamar ass kissers. I'm back. Your man sucks. <laughs> What was that interception into triple coverage? No, explain it. Explain no. it. It's indefensible. I'll explain all of this. This is really, really simple. Square peg, round hole. Ouch. I'll explain it another way. People wanting certain things to be true very badly, but they're not, and the truth is right in front of their face. Lamar Jackson, it is death, taxes, and Lamar showing his ass in the playoffs. You know what happened during that game? Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo said, you're not a quarterback. You're trash. I'm going to rush five and six every play. I'm going to make you hold the ball. I'm going to make you process. I'm going to make you stay in the pocket. And I'm going to make you make on-time accurate throws. Cutscene. Lamar just killed a 12-year-old eating popcorn with his attempt at a 15-yard out. <sighs> it ended up in row four. <sighs> Lamar into triple coverage. Lamar playing back backyard ball. Wee, look at me, I'm fast. See, this is my beef. We need a peace summit here, you and I. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna give. I mean, I can't defend that. You no, no. You I don't need any, I don't, I hate this whole you need to apologize. No, it's not for like that a opinion. formal apology, it's just an acknowledgement. Just work with me on something. You can be entertaining, you can be outstanding at what you do. Dynamic. Dynamic. You can win MVPs. Yep. It does not put you at the dinner table with the Patrick Mahomes and the Aaron Rodgers and the and the Tom Brady's of this league. Lamar got everything his way. He starred in the commercial with Evan. Mm. Have it your BK. Have it your way. Okay, Lamar. Oh, you you want to be more than a runner. We're going to get rid of Greg Roman for you. We're going to give you Todd Monken. Let me draw Zay you. Flowers, first round receiver. Let me draw you a fucking bath. Mm -hmm. Now, oh, oh, you're demanding specifically Odell Beckham Jr. We know he's a pain Oops. in the ass. We'll sign him for you. We're going to use a first round pick. Here's the best part. They didn't land on Quinton Johnson or some bum. Zay Flowers is a certifiable stud. Mm -hmm. You don't have one great tight end, you got two. You got running backs, you got the O-line. What excuses does Lamar Jackson have now? None. Because this is not losing a 35-31 shootout where he simply, his crime was he fell short of Mahomes. Nope, not that. This team couldn't score in a whorehouse. Three points in the second half. This team would have shown up to fuck and landed in the belly button. They they, they couldn't Wrong hole. They couldn't <laughs> score. <laughs> That's on your quarterback. It is. And I mean, I do feel like they got away from their running identity. It was the whole reason we liked Baltimore going into the game, running on Kansas City, and they just refused to. 
defensively, we were watching the game together. You pointed out they're playing off coverage, and Mahomes is too good for that. But they only scored 17 points, and that's why you reflect back on the quarterback and say you got to keep up. I've seen the comparison, different style of play, but narrative is eerily similar. Peyton Manning, early career. Struggled in the postseason, had the MVP awards, struggled in the postseason. But unlike Lamar, Peyton had the runway where he was going to age as this pa- as his pocket passer. Oh, Is yeah. Lamar going to age as this pocket passer? So there might not be the second act that Peyton had, and he'll always end up in that conversation with guys like Josh Allen who can't get over the hump. Listen, we've both been right about this the whole way. You've been right. He's dynamic. Yeah. He's a really good football he player. He did have the best year of his career. Right, but the problem is... In the playoffs. Yep. All the things I say about him that I take shit for during the regular season come true. He's a 56% passer, which is morbid by today's NFL standards. Guys are flirting with 70. And do you realize that in every Ravens playoff loss, he has put up his worst game of the year, which has then given the Ravens their worst offensive performance of the year. You can go through and look at them. It is a total and utter clown car. The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip off. Save up to 60% buy on last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the uh, the game in the app. Flash deals, under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt, it stands out. Red fire emoji, cheapest seat, 115 bucks, And that's all-in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used game time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom, you click in, easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with game time. Download the game time app and create an account. Use that code CASH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So no, the whole the whole point with Lamar, it's it's I just get you know what it is? You asked me a great question. And it was the other day. I, I hope you're okay if I bring a private no, I, conversation. I, I, I brought to you. this up on Monday without really offering too many details, but I called you on the way home Sunday night. Yes. And I know what you're referencing. You made a comment about Aiden Hutchinson. Yes. And you said, Did he play? And I go, Well, come on, Mike. He's been really good down the stretch, big in the playoffs. Yeah. What wh- why the axe to grind with this guy? And it is because of this. And it's not you or Evan or... 
I get so tired of media creation, media narrative. I'm smart enough to make my own determinations on what I like and what I don't and the game that I watch. You know what I don't like? When the media seemingly goes on a mission to jam or spoon feed what they want to be true. Open wide, here comes yeah. the train. Here comes the airplanes. So like the Aiden thing is, just like Lamar, he's a good football player. Very good. I've never said he's not a good football player. But you know what he's not? He's not Nick Bosa. He's not Miles Garrett. He's not, he's not great. Well, he led the league in pressures. Okay, time out. Are all pressures created equal? No. What happens if you don't hold the edge and the quarterback escapes out the back door for 17 yards? How about when you have a pressure but you overrun the play so badly that the quarterback... You know, uh, shout out patches O'Houlihan, dip, dive, dodge, and ducks, and, th and completes a 30-yarder. At a certain point, Aiden, your job is to get the pressure and then get the man. Well, look, Lamar, it's the same shit. If you don't like Lamar, literally, I have been called a racist. I know you have. Because I don't think Lamar is a great quarterback. What? What are you, out of your fucking mind? No, the numbers are undeniable at this point. So I just get to a point where I go, okay, what now? What's the excuses now? Well, I don't know that anybody's made any this week. But the, oh, it'll happen. Give ESPN enough time as we get into the offseason. Like, what, what does he need? I, Jerry fucking well, well, no, Rice? But, but let me just address it, because there will be some of this, and I think it's comprehensive, not excuse-making. They lost because of Lamar, comma, and the inability to run the ball, and the inability to get to their defensive principles. But those two things should not be used as excuses for his mistakes. Some people will try. Yes. It's comprehensive. It's not either or. No, and I, I, I had, and again, our phone conversation was totally civil. Yeah, was, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I explained it to you. No, it's actually, a, <laughs> I'm driving home and we're all this stuff about the Lions, and it just, I was like, what's your deal? And it makes sense when you put it that way. It like, was all about, I, I, I don't like being, I think I'm like a lot of adults. Don't be told what to think. Just don't treat me like I'm a piece of shit yeah. halfwit. I don't need you to tell me what to think. I just, I watch the fucking game. This guy stinks. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we got to understand my state of mind at the time. Everything Noted. sucks. Life is terrible. What's the point? Jim? And then you go, yeah, and Aiden sucks too. You didn't say that, but no. that's how it initially landed to me. Ah, I'm like, I, I made a point to you. I said they were begging all second half for somebody on that defense to make a play. Well, and Purdy did get loose late. Mr. Irrelevant, you can't tackle him. It, it, among many reasons, they lost that Jim, game. Jim was starry. You know that new commercial he got with the old people? It's me, your future you. That was Jim on Sunday night. Jim was using his walker. I've made bad financial decisions. <laughs> I, it was awful. And I didn't call you. I didn't bother you during no, the game. you didn't. Nothing. You did share that I was going to send something salacious to Rico. I sent you the Brock Purdy as a tiner, tiny mini oh, yes. fig, fig, figurine. Like, buddy, don't but I said, I'm not going to send this to Rico. My lions are up big. I'm not going to be a jerk and send this. But I needed to send it to someone, so I sent it to you. Well, he tells me yeah, I told that him. you told him. I said, Cookies stopped himself from sending you something that I thought was pretty shitty. <laughs> he brings this up on the air this week, and I'm like, oh. Great so radio. So much for confidentiality. No, that's great radio. It's not like I said <laughs> no, you had I know. a mistress it wasn't anything or something. That, it, wasn't it was anything a Brock bad. Purdy gift. It was a little meme. All right, uh, meme. do you have thoughts on that, that, say, that second game? I know you've talked about it on the air. We haven't talked about it together. I just, 
I thought blaming Dan Campbell solely was lazy. Low-hanging fruit. I didn't like it. Naturally, that's what the national media did. 0.2% advantage, 0.3% advantage. If Dan Campbell did egregious things like he did in Dallas, a negative 15% win differential decision, okay. Would I have done it different? Of course. But I've said that from the start with this. Now, I, I, I didn't kill him on it because guess what? It is entirely defensible. Yes. Not indefensible, defensible. It's short yardage. It's two, three yards. You've converted a ton of them all year. I think 18 I, of 21. There you go. You've done it all year. You trust your personnel. You trust the advantage you have. If it's I a great offense. Them, if I rank them out, there's only one of them that is 100% indefensible. And it's not a fourth down decision. No, it was running it and using a timeout you can't use late game to where if I don't get the onside kick, the game's over. Yeah, I didn't understand that one. And I, I, I didn't even bring it up Monday because I think emotionally I felt like the game was already over. It wasn't, 10-point game. You need those three timeouts. They're all worth about 40 seconds. Right, you got a top five run, run defense. On, yeah, if you want to run it on third down, Okay, but you better have two plays called. You know, you fire drill the field goal yes, unit out. Yes, or, or either way. Right. You so can't burn a timeout That there. ranks number one, indefensible, malpractice, awful. Okay. Number two would be seven minutes to go in the game. It's player option. You're sitting on a deuce. The dealer's got a 12. Blackjack. Mm -hmm. I hit that. It's player option. Mm -hmm. A lot of people tell you you can't hit. But you got to be consistent every time. You got to do it every time. So Dan Campbell's version of player option I'm, I'm going for it every time. But he's not playing to tie a game with seven minutes to go. See, he's I playing am. to win the game. I am That's based a great on, offense on the other side. That's, but that's I rolling. am based on game flow. And this is where you and I will forever walk this bridge together on different sides. Mm -hmm. I, the analytics don't take into account what has transpired today. You wanted to stop the bleeding. Yeah, because I do think there's a real emotional... Oh, I believe in momentum. I'm not one of these analytics nerds that doesn't think momentum is real. Send the tide, quiet the sure. crowd. Now, in your defense, there's absolutely no guarantee Badgley makes it. Right. Uh, it's on the road, NFC title game, and this is a kicker you clearly don't trust and like. Even though career, he's 77%. You going for it is 80. I can't kill him on it. It was a disagreement. The one that I gave him a free roll on, I would have done it differently. I would have answered their three with three and gone, ha. <laughs> <laughs> we're still up 17, but that's who he is. And on that play, Josh Reynolds is open. He got to catch the ball. The plays were right. No, the, the players were open. I can't, I don't hate it. The biggest reasons they lost that game are not Campbell decisions. Correct. The biggest reasons they lost the game, a drop by Josh Reynolds, two. a 51 yard, two of them. The second one, almost bigger. Cause it was on a third down when they were reeling. Yeah. Two Josh Reynolds drops, the Gibbs fumble. Ayuk the face mask off of uh, the now, deflected the ball off Vildor. Okay, let's say Vildor picks it off. They don't pick the flag up. Now I'm not, I'm not breaking know, your I, balls. I, know, I just I I've dealt with callers this week, and I go, um, one issue. <laughs> they don't pick the flag right. up. Right. And then the other two things I'd say, they did not run the ball as well in the second half. Some of that because of all the chaos, and they couldn't get the Purdy on those third downs. He killed them with his feet. Those are the reasons they There's lost the more than your aggressive coach making calculated, yeah. consistent decisions. Yeah, and again, the aggression is part of the reason they got there. Correct. Thank it's, you. You know, I, I just, look, I can be very honest about saying I'll never fully endorse the way he does it. That's fine. But that don't mean it gives me license to kill this cat. Like, when he does stupid shit, I'll tell you. Yep. I don't think those things were stupid. I think they were 
ultra, ultra aggressive. And what I'd like to see, look, the team is inexperienced and so is he. The next time around, maybe we handle a situation differently. Now, I wonder what your take was before the end of the first half. Were you screaming, go for it? Were you priming your pump? Or did you want the field goal to go up three scores? I wanted the field goal to go up three scores. Oh, who's the pussy now? No, okay, a couple points. (laughs) (laughs) And I know you're just just fucking with me. I know. But they're getting the ball out of the half. You go up the three scores. Yeah. It's third, what's uh, three yards from the three. So it's from goal. You don't have the same space to work as if you're at midfield and you have a little more room to operate down the field. Ultimately, that wasn't one that I was like impassioned either way. But I like being up three scores at the half. Hey, I, I was screaming, take the points. But Mike, I didn't. What I didn't want to do was on the road in the second half, keep kicking field goals because I don't know how many times we've talked about it as fans. You don't <laughs> go on the road to a no. one seed, kick a bunch of field goals, and win. They had the lead, but that offense started going. Yeah, no, I, they I, were gonna wake up. We're on the same page. Listen, ultimately, you're not a finished product. You're not the. There, th- that first half, you look like the best team in football. You beat the Chiefs, you'd win a Super Bowl. But the problem is, there's, maybe that wasn't really who you were. There's four quarters in a football game. Yeah, and eventually. You can't sustain that. Yeah, but look, clearly the Lions game is more painful locally, but like I'd be more angry if I were a Raven fan. I'm at home, MVP. I paid my quarterback. I drew him a warm bubble bath. If not now, when, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. how about never? Yeah, and that's, I how think, about never? never more. All right, Super Bowl. Yeah. Is the right team favored? Because I look at this and go, are we really doing Mahomes as an underdog? I know. But San Francisco should be able to stay on the ground the way Baltimore didn't. Did they get the line right making San Fran the favorite? Yeah, because I think it's roster versus quarterback. Yeah. Although he won the first meeting when it was roster versus quarterback. I know. I know. I'll never feel great about making this guy an underdog again. 10-1-1. I get why they did it. I do. I mean, when you rank the players, if I had to make a 53-man roster between these two teams. Yeah, what is it, like 35, 40 of them are Niners? Uh, maybe not that much, but it would be more of the top 15 guys on the field. Well, yeah, high end. I mean, 10, 11, 12 of them are Niners. You start thinking about it. I mean, Bosa, Trent Williams, McCaffrey. Uh, Fred Werner, yeah. Dre Greenlaw, McCaffrey, yeah. Kittle. Debo, Ayuk, you want to keep going? So how many are in the top 10 for the Chiefs? Well, and don't hold Chris this Jones, we're just Pat Mahomes. Chris Jones and Pat Mahomes. Kelsey? You could make a case. I wouldn't. I know he had his little revival. And hey, hearts for all. Yep. Um, maybe Creed Humphrey to center. Maybe. Yeah. But look, you get the point. Yes. It's a roster versus Michael Jordan. And you got to make a decision if you're going to play this game. Do I want to ride with the GOAT? Because I do think Mahomes is the greatest ever. I don't think there's any... There's, there's just no comparison between his ability and what he's done at this point in his career and Tom Brady. Do you realize right now he's got 8,000 more passing yards than Tom Brady at this point in the Feels career? Feels made up, but I trust you on that. So No, it's the truth. I know. Um, you, do you want Michael Jordan or do you want the best team? You know, in a lot of ways, it's a little bit like Shaq and Kobe versus the 04 Pistons. We'll bet. You want the team or you want the star? Um, do you have an early lean or do you want to wait till next Friday when we do the, the mega, the props, the parlay, and the pick? I, I, I can't. You can sit on I it. Can't, no, I can't justify my early lean. I can't pick against Pat Mahomes again. Okay. I cannot. Let me hit you with 
the biggest Super Bowl storylines that I have written down, and I may miss some. Taylor is on a plane back from Tokyo. She'll be at the game. That's the number one storyline I put down. Love story. This is The Notebook, Titanic, Casablanca, Harry Met Sally. Mm. This is two young people falling in love around the game of football. Mike, are you all about the storyline this week, or are you sick of it? Oh, I'm tired. I, 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 but you know what? I'll take Taylor Swift and Kelsey and the coverage of it over anything to do with Britney Moms. Fair. I, I don't know if there's a more detestable human being at this point. I mean, first of all, what the fuck was that Dick Tracy leather cape you were wearing? I mean, I mean, calling Dick Tracy, calling Dick Tracy. And, and, and then it's, it's bad enough you show your terrible attitude to the world and then you take the social, oh, stay bothered, darling. How many balls did you catch? How many yards did you gain? Your, your significant other is the person we care about. Stop injecting yourself into the situation. Just please. At least Taylor's not doing that, no, right? She's I just don't. going to the game. She's up in the box. They show her 20, 30 seconds in the game, and then you I don't have any problem with her. Perfect. Okay, if the networks want to put her on TV, God bless. I don't have a problem with her. Did you see New York Times did the math? Like, it's, it's less than a minute of every game. Exactly. I cannot possibly be bothered by it. I don't have to. I don't have to care. No, um, but it is going to draw more people into the game. Kelsey bothers me. I thought what they did with Justin Tucker was absurd. Yeah, and then he goes yeah. on his podcast, and it's like, dude, you're threatening a kicker. This is what we've arrived Mike, at. Thomas shouldn't have been there. Okay, I'm leaving. You know what? I'm not doing this. Second storyline. You've already touched on it. Mahomes chasing Brady. I wrote in the notes. Does he need seven to pass Tom? No, he's already the better player. I think he's the better player. He doesn't have the accolades that Brady does, but those are two different conversations. Yeah, like Brady, Bill Russell won the most NBA championships. I don't think anybody's stumping for him as the greatest basketball right. Bill player. Bill Russell also played at a time where six he was teams, the only guy over 6'8". Yeah, like, I know. I can't respect it. I, I, I just know what I know, right? LeBron's never going to match Jordan. What, it's wrong to say LeBron and Jordan are in that same conversation? Right, Come right. on, guys. Like the teams Michael Jordan faced were some of the worst NBA Finals teams in the history of the sport versus LeBron having to go through prime Golden State Warriors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, and how about Mahomes last year on a bum wheel yeah. against a great pass rush, delivering big throw after big throw, no Tyreek Hill. How excited are you? This is great. This is, no, it's for you. You are the ultimate Mahomes guy. Yep. Do you want a jersey? I found a tweet that I had sent out last year after one of the podcasts we did. I said, Mike, I don't mean this seriously, but is it a viable retirement strategy to bet Kansas City to win the Super Bowl every year at plus 500, plus 600? I only no. have to win it one of, what, two of every five years Yeah, I, to really... I can't it, he, he feels like a lock damn near every season. And you know what? The very next year, his team's in the Super Bowl. No, I'm not putting down a house payment on him. But damn near every year, they're in this game or the AFC Championship at minimum. And I mean, it's, without, it's City, without all the great playmakers on offense. Kansas City being back here with Mahomes is, is like as surprising as finding out those dudes who froze to death had fentanyl in their system. Mm. It's the truth. Like, it's like whenever you hear somebody has a drug overdose and then two weeks later the toxicology comes out, oh, yeah, they have fentanyl <sighs> in their system. That's how surprising it is when the Chiefs make the Super Bowl. You're like, no shit, really? You're kidding. Three guys froze to death in a backyard wearing Chiefs jerseys. Gee, I wonder if it was an OD. Couple storylines with San Francisco. This is Kyle Shanahan big game redemption moment, right? 
He kind of has the reputation in the big game. You want to talk now or never? Yeah. It's the Niners. It is. You got a quarterback making $870,000. The other guy makes $50 billion. Well, it's now or never, people. So, yeah, this is Shanahan, redemptive. You had the choke as an OC. You had Garoppolo the in, the, yep. in the fourth quarter with a chance to get it done. You don't get a third shot. So, you, you come on. And not Garoppolo this time. <clears throat> like the story that is Mr. Irrelevant, quarterbacking the other side in just his second season. Well, are we going to go to war on this guy, too? I didn't plan to. I don't, I don't think there's a lot to argue about. Well, unlike Ryan Clark, I didn't play pretend with you all year. I told you exactly what I saw and what I thought. I stand by it. I think he's a nice football player in a highly insulated situation. He's a different version of Jared Goff. No one is ever going to compare Jared Goff to Pat Mahomes. Correct. Why would we ever do it with Brock Purdy? When you want to enter an MVP conversation, you better be, as the kids say, you better be him. You better be that dude. Otherwise, you're a cheap facsimile. All right? You're a Bolex, not a Rolex. Yeah, I think <laughs> Bolex. We've gotten to the point where he's clearly out, you know, overachieved his draft position. No one debates that anymore. Good player, great system, great supporting cast, great coach. All things can be true. Yeah, I think sometimes people are fighting two different arguments with this. That's what we do now because we lack critical thinking. Yeah. We only want to argue what we want to be true. We and no one's saying he's a bum. No. No. He's just not one of the five most valuable players on his own football team. Can he extend plays? Can he make the rhythm throws? Can yes. he win? Yes. Yes, they're the favorites in the Super Bowl. Correct. But Steve Spagnuolo is going to have something for that. You got to heat him up. Don't listen. He is going to have something for you. So Brock Purdy will be able to, depending on how this game goes and what, what is the drive, if he's the driving force behind them beating the Chiefs, we'll have a different conversation. When he about is the, the Niners' favorite to win the Super Bowl MVP. Because he well, Play, plays quarterback. There you go. Plus 200. There you go. We will get into that. Winners, Didn't props, Didn't Trent Dilfer everything. win a Super Bowl MVP? Did he? I'm going was was it Ray Dilfer. Lewis? Wasn't it? I don't, I don't know. Shout out Ray's limousine. All right. Last note I had, and this is more of your touchy-feely good story. Kyle Shanahan, or sorry, Shanahan and McCaffrey, the sequel. The last time the Niners won the Super Bowl, Mike Shanahan was their OC, and Ed McCaffrey was a complimentary receiver. Now the families are back, ready to do it again. So you're probably going to hear more about Taylor. But you have some actual football royalty and, and McCaffrey and Shanahan. Thank you for sharing that. There you go. That really brightened my Friday. Good. Happy to do it. Next. Let's go into college hoops. Yes. Two things. One is we have a problem. Now, while I was gone, the system went 0-2. And that's, guys, if you're basing things on a two-game sample or a five-game, it's not how it works. You got to do it over 100 games. 50 games, 75 games. The problem is not the theory of the system that's not a system. The problem is the books have caught up. You're probably going, Michael, at this point last year, didn't you have about 20 of these plays? My answer was, yes, I did. A lot of wins, too. You know what you're not seeing right now? As many games, period, to bet on that qualify. Correct. But also, the numbers are now prohibitive. Mm -hmm. So what used to be a team with a losing record, catching one and a half at home against a team with a winning record. And you go, wait, what? Now, not only is that team favored, you're seeing two and a halves, three and a halves, four and a halves. And you're like, what? 
I want to ask you, do we need to now begin getting loose? And, and now we're taking bad teams at home, laying as many as three and a half points? Yeah, I've seen more of that. And I've seen people pointing out this this system, not a system that we've been betting. Other people are onto it too. Sure they are. And it's it's not rocket science, but the books aren't going to lose forever. So yeah, now you got to pay a little more. You got to lay a little more. And I don't know that we should. I think that's a trap. I think they're trying to e- equalize this out. But I'm not willing to do the other thing. We're not going to start betting road teams in that spot, are we? Jim, I'm asking you this. No, This I, is I, a summit. It's a system summit. We still have another month before the tournament, so we got to figure some things oh, out. Oh, we've got six weeks. Yeah. Well, so conference I'm, tourneys end up in there, too. Yes. But I'm asking you how you want to proceed here because I know what the two... I still think we look for laying a point and a half to two and a half and try to knock those out of the park. I went 0-2 this week, but it's we all would have bet it. I gave out Villanova against Marquette. We all would have bet it. And they were up. They were up. They made a huge comeback. They came all the way back. Got up. And then, I hate Tyler Kolick. Yeah. I just want to let you know that. Yeah, Marquette's guard. I can't, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I I said that like everybody knows that. That's my bad. You're good. I just, I can't stand him. He's just such a little gym rat, try hard. Will you do me a favor? Go play in Spain. But Mike, that's where your future is. The point is you make the bet 10 out of 10 times. Kansas State just no-showed. Yeah, both teams got into a deficit, but Kansas State didn't rally back. My point is I think we still bet those games next week and the week after with those lines in those spots with home teams who are favored against But how do we expand the system? Because we want to bet road teams. We know we need to give people more plays. I know, I know. But I don't think we want to bet road teams. So we got to find. Find what? I know, find Jesus. Find some kind of uh, twist on this. I mean, the, the, the twist is we really need to be drilling down at this point. Who do we trust in college basketball? I like it. So this has got to be a show next week. We got to start talking about trust. Look, college basketball right now is in a very weird place. I mean, I can turn on one team who doesn't have a single player who was there the year prior. The next night, I'll turn on a team who's got a guy who's old enough to be a grandfather. Shout out Boo Booey, Northwestern. Mm -hmm. And you go, how how is this the same sport? Um, Then you factor in, you got a lot of weird teams ranked. What do you mean? Well, Utah State. That's blue magic. That's not a brand. Dayton. The Flyers, bombing three-pointers. I mean, New Mexico. Um, There's a lot of weirdness. Look at the amount of top five teams that have lost. Yeah. Every night you're watching these teams get popped. Carolina the other night. Duke got popped a couple weeks back. How about Tennessee? Yeah. South Carolina, you're right. Oh, yeah. South Carolina's ranked. What? What? Have you watched them? They're gross. Yet, 19-3. and So... Maybe we need to sit down and start talking about who do we trust. Yeah, and it's what about time to start narrowing advantages down. Yeah. I care about enough that I won't bet into them. Who's actually good? Yeah. Well, I think that's the problem with the sport now is it's harder and harder to figure out, which is probably why as we get to February, it's about time to start doing that. Because I think this okay. is a fool's errand in November and December. All right. We'll let, I'm in. Okay. We'll do it. But I... I there's another system we could tinker with. What are you thinking? It's called when the spread is too big. 
When you look at a number and you go, wait, they're laying what to who? We got to ride with it. We can't be seduced and scared. If you see, for instance, Kentucky playing what we deem to be a, a, a solid Mississippi State club, right? Mm-hmm. But they're laying 13 and a half. And you go, wait, what? You're saying don't be afraid of the number. Can't be afraid of it. I mean, last night, like Cal's been a little bit of a ball breaker here and there. Arizona was laying a billion points. Yeah, guess what? They beat them by 30. I don't know. Is that an angle? We find the most egregious spread and we, we got to run right with it? Jim. I'm open. We are truth seekers. I'm open to it. We, we, are, we, are, we are trendsetters. <laughs> so I think we're going to need to do some work, and we're going to come back next week, and we're going to have a little summit. Okay. Now, I saw one of the Apple reviews, which, by the way, we greatly appreciate, and a guy goes, Mike, who the hell should I be watching that's fun, that's enjoyable? Okay, so not like a betting no, thing. just a pet team. Sure. So I have three that I have really really enjoyed watching this year. Okay. And I'll share them with you. So one is Tricky Ricky. It's the men from Jamaica, Queens. Oh, you brought them up a bunch this year. St. John's. Yeah. Rick Patino is back. He's in a suit. You know, I'm so tired of these college coaches dressing like they're just heading out to Costco to run errands. He's in a suit. He flipped the entire roster except the center, Soriano. He brought this stud guard from Iona with him, Denise something-something. They play 10 guys. They play aggressive. They play fast. And with Patino, on a night-in, night-out basis, you think whatever you want about the coach, you have an advantage. Rick Patino's a damn good basketball coach. I love watching the Johnnies. That's one. Okay. Two. We're going to stay in the Patino family tree. <laughs> Richard Patino, New Mexico. Yeah. You got Jaden House, Eddie House's kid, Jamal Mashburn Jr., self-explanatory. Uh, they've got, uh, what, what is it, uh, Demetric Dent is the third guard. They got a big, um, what the hell is his name? Uh, can you get this for me? It's Junior Jensen. It's it's. He's got three names. And, and his whole existence is blocks and dunks. He's awesome. Uh, they even got Obi Toppin's little brother. Uh, it's just a team. They play hyper fast. Nelly Jr. Joseph. Nelly Jr. Joseph. They play fast. They attack the rim every time down the floor. If they're at home in the pit, I'm in. New Mexico's a blast to watch. And let me give you another team. And I love them. I really, really do. Texas Tech. Really? Pops Isaacs. If you haven't seen Pop Isaacs, you're missing out. Dude, he is their do-everything point guard. Um, they've got um, Joe Toussaint is the kid who plays next to him. McMillan's a scorer on the wing. The coach's name does escape me. Shame on me. But he's done a tremendous job in rebuilding the post-Chris Beard Texas Tech and they don't play the way they played with Chris Beard. They don't do this snail's pace bullshit. <laughs> They're fun. I love watching Big 12 basketball. I think it's the best conference in America. Athletic, physical, guys just firing. I love watching Tech, man. Red Raiders is going to be one of my pet teams in the tourney because through Pop Isaacs, no fear. None.
He will drive it into the trees and get thrown on his head. He'll shoot a 30-footer. I just don't, th those three jump out at me as teams you know I liked? really like. That you didn't bring up a top 10 team. Well, because he, he was, the guy said like, don't, don't, don't say uh, you like watching. UConn. Can't. Yeah, of course. Hey, UConn, the, the offense is really dynamic. Yeah. It's fun. They got, they were just there. He wanted three teams. Like Duke, North Carolina, they're both top 10. He wanted something a little. Uh, Juicy, if yeah. you will. And, and he was like, you know, and, and don't be afraid with mid-majors. Now, you know, you start talking mid-major. That's there's a zillion, but those would be the three. I find myself like, if I, you know who else is fun? I hate saying it. Nebraska's fun. <laughs> well, you had them the other day on the board. Yeah, I had them last night. Um, Tomonaga, the Korean kid who shoots, you know, forty footers. He played terrible last night, but he's good. Hoiberg's son is a complete pain in the ass. He's like Brad Davison. Um, they got this rink mast kid who's always got like scratches on his back or I don't know what's going on. Who like it's like he gets hit with a rake in practice. You see his shoulders? They're okay. okay. I'm not saying right. that on the pod, Evan. But no, he's always like beat up. But he, last night, post up hook shot into a step back three, six ten. They got players, man. Uh, and Hoiberg's a really good coach, so th those would be a couple. Now, who's drawn your interest? Well, I'm not going to go as under the radar, but I like the continuity and the familiarity. You mentioned mid-major. I can't wait for FAU in the tournament again. They brought back a lot of the same dudes from last year with some unfinished business. I like mid-majors. I like continuity, familiarity in a sport that has less and less of it every year. So I'm a little interested in FAU as we get down the stretch run here. Um I don't know. I mean, Houston's been a pet team for us for years. They're not the most sexy offensively, but they're going to defend. I was watching them play Texas the other night, and they came roaring back late in that game. I like Houston. I like the way they play. And I don't know, familiarity. Uh, there's a little bit of it with, with Duke, Filipowski, and, and Proctor's the guard, right? I like I like some of that. I mean, that's not as sexy as what you're giving people. Although you gave people some ranked teams too. New Mexico's ranked. <laughs> Texas Tech is ranked. I'm not going to beat myself up. No, don't. I mean, but Jim, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Be like, oh, yeah, you got to watch UD Mercy. What? <laughs> they haven't won a game. Like, what, what are we doing here? All right. Okay, so there's some watchability, but we'll drill down into trustworthiness. I mean, do you want, like, grimy entertainment? Like, what, what do you mean grimy? Because here, here's, here's part of the problem, too, and let's just acknowledge this. We do this show from the state of Michigan, where the Wolverines are a disaster, and so is MSU. Mm. Now, not nearly as bad as Michigan, but a preseason top five team that looks nothing like it. So what would ordinarily buoy some interest in the sport locally doesn't exist. Correct. So we have to look elsewhere. Well, I just, I do what I do. I mean, I, I watch everything. Like, yeah. I'm immersed in this, um, partially because, like, yeah, I want to do a good job for the people, and I want to be able to, I don't know, just have a grip on what the hell yeah. we're talking about when March Madness comes around. That's part of the job. So, yeah, man, look, uh, if you want deeper cuts, I can do them. But those are some teams that I've found really interesting. Cool. Uh, one one note, Big Ten basketball is terrible. There you go. You want to do mailbag? Mm-hmm. All right. We like to have fun with these. Let me go back through. Please. I've, I've starred some of the better ones, and I want to get your reaction to this is on brand. This is from Brian. He says, hey, gentlemen, assume you guys are going to get around to men's basketball futures at some point. Uh, short of asking you to give them early, I'd just like opinions on the following. Texas, 
Illinois, North Carolina. He throws Memphis and New Mexico in there as longer shots. Do any to of those teams interest all? you? Yes. Now these are long shots. These are value. These are plus thirty five hundred, plus six thousand. You know, long shots. Do any of those interest you? <sighs> okay. Let, let's let's reverse engineer this. Can I ever bet Purdue to win a Natty? No. No. That painter blows. Can I bet UConn to go back to back? No, because it never happens. Right. Can I bet Houston? Could. Could. But it's plus 850. Here's my issue. It's not Kelvin Sampson. And I love watching Houston because they are, they, they brawl. They defend. Jamal Shedd is there year yeah, 12. And he'll shoot. But they can bog down. Sure. So I can't bet them. Okay, North Carolina is the next highest odds on FanDuel. I view the next three all the same. North Carolina, Tennessee, and Auburn is no, no, and no. See, I won't trust Rick Barnes, so that's... Can't. Yeah. Arizona is completely unpredictable. Well, there's on one hand, you go, Caleb Love, could he have one of those tournament Amazing moments? Amazing wins, yes, awful losses. Yes. Auburn, do they have the guard play? There's your problem. Bama's a team that'll score. They're the next team. But they don't guard. What about Duke at plus 2,500? See, I... They got a big game tomorrow that here's, I'll be fascinated here, here's to see. Here's the team. You got to trust me on this. Kentucky? Yep. I think Kentucky has the highest ceiling left of any of these teams. See, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm missing something. I don't feel like I'm. Well, here's what you're missing. This is not a normal Calipari team. Jim, they look like the Golden State Warriors. They bomb threes. Yeah. And they've got, I mean, that Reed Shepard kid, they, they have got shooters everywhere 40 percent from three as a team holy shit dude they're the warriors That's no joke. they're the warriors and hold on it's like all their starters 43 38 54 percent for reed shepherd from three that's correct yeah what a nice a fun team to yeah be he's also for. an 86 percent free throw shooter except when i needed him <laughs> at the end of who the... was that game against because you told me about it the next day <sighs> it was last weekend it was saturday night they were six and a half point favorites. He missed the front end. They gave they up were a layup. Up 10, Arkansas? Arkansas. They were up 10 with nine seconds to go and didn't cover. Sorry for the sidetrack. The point is, Kentucky at plus 2,500 would be a pick. Okay. And now this guy wants bombs. Yeah, well, he just wanted opinions on any. Do you like any of the teams that he gave out? I'll give you one. Clearly, this was sent out a couple, well, about a week ago. I'll give you, I can't believe I'm handing this one out. I mean, he's got New Mexico at plus 7,500. This was sent out 23rd. You know who's interesting? What about Creighton? With Shireman and Kalkbrenner. Yeah, they're both back. You got the center, the shot blocker, rim protector, post option. Shireman is a driver. He'll get to the free throw line a ton. You're getting good coaching with McDermott. That's a balanced team, an experienced team. See, my question is, how much value does experience have now? More, right? More. Yeah. I almost wonder if we should start tallying up how many dudes are of legal drinking age and do a power ranking. Yeah, how many dudes have played uh, more than 60 or 70 college basketball yeah. games? Kentucky I mean, would be my pick, plus okay. 2,500. Okay. Uh, the last note on his email, he says, Mike took Vern and made him into veto. That's what killed him. Evan, please try to resurrect him. Oh, the humanity. Oh, I got, I got, I got you covered. The value cactus is back, people, just That's in right. time for the Super Bowl. That's right. Uh, this email comes from Justin and Warren. Um, 
he has a bunch of questions about the Lions in the offseason. We could get to him, but the thing that stood out to me, he wants to know Mike's opinion on grown men wearing jerseys. Says, would you ever buy a Lions jersey or a Giants jersey? I know it wouldn't be Evan Neal. No. I think if you're under 30, go for it. Why not? Live your life. Enjoy yourself. I don't have an issue with the jersey. I, I always wonder about the father of three in a dress shirt wearing a Steve Nash jersey at a basketball game. It's just a, a fucked up look. I, Not for me. Well, different like, jerseys. Like a hockey sweater, I think. Yeah. I don't have... Listen, I'm a big proponent. Go live your life. Do what you want to do. Ding, ding, ding. For me, at this stage of my life, at 43, I'm out of the jersey game. It's just, I'm done. I'm retired. It's over. I've never had like a closet full but one or two i can't imagine you wearing one no no because you're too well, some of it, you're too smug yeah that's part of it evan's laughing i mean i know i know i have a couple i i mean i had a bunch of red wing jerseys growing up because i loved hockey i had a couple lions jerseys but they were so bad what were your red wing jerseys uh datsuk and lidstrom wow yeah i i really liked eiserman signed everybody growing up in metro detroit of course yeah of course i had a calvin johnson jersey it was a lion. It might be the only lion jersey I had. Fascinating. No, 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 uh, no. David Weber, CMU. Yeah, no Chris no. Kamen. No, but let me get to that email because we did get a CMU no basketball. Corey, what was it? Cody Ziegler, Trey. Ziegler. Trey. His dad was the coach, Ernie. That was right when I got to to CMU. Speaking of CMU basketball, Joshua says, "Don't look now, but the chips are seven and two against the number seven two overall in conference play." He sent this. Couple days ago. After what they did to us against Buffalo, you think I give a shit? They are persona non grata. I have texted people up there and I go, it's remarkable. From the ashes, the program was burned to the ground and they have rose like the Phoenix. So actually in Matt contention. Okay. They got this point guard, Pritchard, avoided a scary injury the other night. Big game coming up against Akron this week. Were you week. and the coaches show up at Soren oh, Eagle God. the other day? Mike, I'm getting a little more invested. And we told you, Michigan and Michigan State are no good. What's your coach's name? Tony Bonanno? Uh, Barbie. Tony Barbie. <laughs> Tony Barbie with two E's. Mm -hmm. Next email this is from Austin. He says, NFL is rigged. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Gentlemen, I need your opinion. After every game this year, losing fans immediately claimed things are rigged. Do you think it's gotten worse because of sports betting? Yes, but it's not rigged. I don't think it's rigged either. It's just, that's what people, people need a crutch when they don't get what they want. Next one. This one says, I love the bad ideas labs. <laughs> this is Joe in Chicago. He says, most of the legs in Mike's parlay hit. I kept thinking, would it have been more profitable as a round robin? Have you guys tinkered with those? He says, am I onto something or is this a different wing of the bad labs laboratory or bad ideas laboratory building? Oh, no. It's a different wing, but we're expanding. I'm down. Listen, you have to do this to have a little bit of fun, man. Like, this isn't some retirement strategy. Uh, it's never a good idea to play a parlay, ever. But once you accept that it's not a good idea, how can we make idea better? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, the round robin of a, a two by, you know, two, two ways, three ways, four ways, yeah. It factors into what your budget and what your expectation out of it. And some of this is entertainment. The way I we knew we is, weren't going to hit like a fourteen leg parlay. No, that's why it was bad idea. Yeah. Labs LLC. Yeah. I mean, it's still doable. It's still hittable, but you got to be hitting your singles if you're going to play in that pond. So this is a question along the same lines from Sam. He says, "Thank you for the great podcast and the information." 
I try learning and trying to be responsible, and I appreciate hearing you guys uh, responding to these emails. He says, with parlays, how do you know when to stop building? I get tantalized, like more options and an increased payout. With the past few weeks of the NFL playoffs, I'd mix anytime touchdowns in with money lines. Is there a sequence you go through when building a parlay, yes. Sam? Yes. First of all, the same game things I leave to Jim, that's his purview. You're talking regular parlays? Stop just before you go, oh, hot damn, that's a huge payout. Take one leg off. That's generally where it should be. Okay. To the moon, parlays are fun, and we're going to do one for the Super Bowl. But, Mike, if I'm, like, actually building one I think is going to win, four or five legs is kind of the, the cutoff for me. And then it gets to that point where you're like, all right, this payoff is outrageous. There's no way I'm ever going to hit this. I had the hockey one last Saturday I told you about. Four legs, all favorites, all money line, all one. Mm. You start flirting with five or six on a night, you're begging for something bad to happen. That, that's correct. He ain't. Th those are just facts, people. Next one from David. He says, I've had a blast listening to you knuckleheads on the podcast. He says, I opened my first account with FanDuel thanks to you guys. Uh -huh. First question, why would anyone want to place a solo bet with negative odds? In my ignorance, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around the incentive to bet, say, 10 bucks to garner only 850. How do I get past that mental block? He says, um, is it only so that you'll lose a little versus the entire amount wagered? And then his second question says, you guys keep talking about units. What do you mean by units? So this is a very basic, he's getting in, into the game. Yeah, unit is just whatever your standardized bet is because the first rule in betting would be you should be betting the same amount on a daily basis or weekly basis on your games. What is the unit that is acceptable, that you budgeted for, um, and that does toe the line of giving you a thrill? This is still an entertainment product. So that's a unit. That's different for all people. Right, and you may put two or three units on something you feel really good here's, about. Here's a tip. But yeah. If you lose five games in a row and you have to hit the deposit button, your, your unit's, units are way too big. Yep. There's tip number one. Now, how do you wrap your mind around negative odds? Well, if you're struggling with it, boy, you should really come to my world because <laughs> I come from the world of horse racing. Where everything's juiced. Everything's plus. I, I, you... Well, one would be don't bet sports. <laughs> Mike, you can't say that. Well, I'm saying legitimately <laughs> if you can't work your round, round away the no, vague. No, no, I, I, I know, I know, I know. What do you want me to tell you? I, I think you just have to accept the fact it's, it's no different than when you, okay, when you walk into a casino, blackjack, roulette, Evan slot machines, buffaloes, it's hidden that you're not supposed to win. Meaning, the advantage isn't in front of your fucking face. You're like, oh, I'm playing. The dealer has cards. I have cards. Let's see if I can win. I'm a Charlie in the box. But Yeah, why is your voice doing that? With, with sports, they're telling you up front, oh, no. You're going to pay us more to place this bet than we're ever going to give you back. It's in your face. I think it's a mental block for you. But yet... If you Google what the house edge is, even if played perfectly on table games in casinos, you'd be mortified. And by the way, Las Vegas is doing things to, to make it harder for people every day. Why do you think they're seeing record profits right now? They needed a comeback after COVID. They're taking away any and every small little player thing. They're just beating in people's heads. <laughs> to his point about laying like negative bets. 
you don't want to do it because you have to win at such a high clip to justify doing it consistently. That's like if you're right. gonna if you're gonna lay minus two hundreds, you can't go fifty fifty. You got to hit a whole hell of a lot more if you're gonna lay two hundred minus two hundred. But what I would tell you is there can still be value in minus bets. I'll give an extreme example. Let's say Alabama's playing Chattanooga and the book lays minus 120 to win. They never would, but you'd go, well, shit, I'd pay that. They're clearly going to win the game. So if you think there's an expected win that's better than what the number is, yes. you can lay and bet minus 150, minus 175, minus 200. Just don't make a habit of it. Yes. Because it's not a long-term strategy. And again, if you're like, well, I don't want to bet the same on every game, then you're going to get, well, no, then you're going to get into the business of, why am I betting more on this game? Is it because I'm bored? Is it because, oh, I love this team? Or do you have an actual advantage? See, then you're getting into yeah. are you using power rankings. You know, do you have a projection that the line should be seven, but it's only four and a half, and therefore you want to go heavier on it? You're more comfortable. That's what I'm saying. I leave that to you guys. But, but I think it's tough for the casual better. I would just say avoid making big bets where you are betting big favorites at minus odds. Correct. That's just a basic rule of thumb if you're getting started with this. And the other thing is, you're right, Mike, the word advantage, why? Why do you think there's an advantage? And right. is it already priced in? Because sometimes we'll see this in like football. You go, well, it's going to be rainy. It's why the numbers, it's low because it's rainy. You don't right. have an edge. You're not the first guy to figure out that rain could slow down the and pace of the game. And then there's going to be, look, it's never linear. Yeah. And that's hard for people to accept, which is your account's not just going to go up. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. Bad weeks. It's go good down. weeks. Oh, I mean, I'm in the middle of a bad week right now. I mean, Kentucky really kicked it off. Um, just haven't had a good week. And some of it is like, did I make a bad call? No. That was one of the worst bad beats of the season in college basketball. It is what it well, is. Well, yeah, but this week, we gave out the two system plays. I, I lost both. I bet uh, the Red Wings the other night. They uh -oh. lost. Up and you start. This isn't always winning. You're going to have some losses. And that's the key with that unit size yeah. is, is having it built up where if you lose four right. or five in a row, you can still rifle off five or six the next week because you've budgeted. That's Whatever right. that number is for you to have a thrill, have fun without getting in trouble and falling behind on your bills. Couldn't have said it better myself. James. All right, two more. This one says, Mike, wrong to loyal listener. It says, uh, you guys, we actually had a few emails about this. What did I do now? So that so guy- I'm tired of people bitching about me. What now? The guy, this about the guy who emailed us about making his friends pay taxes. Several people pointed out it would be thousands of dollars in taxes. And I said, you don't tax your friends. It's a lot, though. I don't care. Don't be a dickhead. Well, it, they bet out of his account, and it's a big number. Did they give you the money for the bet? Yeah, but there was like a hundred bucks a person. The taxes are thousands. You knew he has going to eat in... all of it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Time out. So on twenty five grand time twenty three, I think is so what on it was. the twenty three grand. Okay, time the fuck out. Yeah, I emailed the guy back separately. I'm like, hey, maybe we were a little dismissive over it. It was a lot of money. Time out. I have an admission to make. I thought he was being a dick and saying he was going to, quote, tax his friends. I was not thinking about like literal. Like when he files taxes. I wasn't oh, thinking yeah. literal taxes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because he emailed me back, and I said, dude, I'm so sorry. I 
we should have taken this a little more seriously. It's a weird spot to be in when you win that kind of money and I, you're the only one paying taxes no, but everybody else gets the trip. He has every right to tax his friends. He has to. Yeah. I wasn't <laughs> thinking about it. Like, this podcast is so <laughs> irreverent and ball-breaking. We have fun. I wasn't thinking about a legitimate taxation. I thought he was like, I'm going to tax their ass. They use my account. Yeah, no. I get to keep more. I'm like, don't be a dick. You can't do that. Yeah. Oh, so, shit. Now I feel terrible. Well, that's a whole different Why wormhole. does everything make me feel bad? It's okay, Mike. We're going to end with this something fun. This is the worst Friday ever. We're going to end with something fun. And I actually want you to answer this because I've answered it a couple times. Yeah. It said, this is from Tony in Waterford. He says, cookies. Hey, guys. I, write, I wrote in last year to ask Mike a question, but Jim, it's your turn. Where does the alias Jimmy Cookies come from? I don't remember you telling the story, and I'm curious. Love the show. Keep it up. Okay. So when Jim first came to the station, one of his first fill-in shifts where he joined my show, um, he revealed that he had had his neighbor cut his lawn. Like a very nice gesture. Mm-hmm. So Jim and his wife thought it would be an equally nice gesture to bring the man fresh-baked cookies like he's a fucking 12-year-old. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. You didn't buy the guy a bottle of booze or something? Well, no, we talked about it on the air, and I, I thought, well, what if he doesn't drink? It's presumptuous. Some people deal with alcohol. Cookies were safe. Right, 1943 called. Jim showed up in an apron with fresh-baked cookies. <laughs> and you and couldn't get over it. And brought them fresh milk. I, I, I just was like, wow, you're Jimmy Cookies instead of Costa. I didn't think it would stick. I didn't think it would be a thing. Well, you made catchy songs and people ate it up. Oh, yeah, because we did the um, He's Your Cookie Man. Mm -hmm. Turn the Instead of on. He's Your Boogie Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, it's good branding for it, you. I am not complaining about it. It's fun. But so yes, that's where it comes that's from. That's the genesis. And I have one last update as we wrap the podcast. Sat down with Aunt Rita this week. <gasps> Lovely meal. How did it go? It was great. I hadn't seen her in like 10 years. She was still as warm and gracious as what always. What did she make? Uh, she made uh, oh, like no. an angel hair pasta with <gasps> some fresh sauce that she had made that day. Yes. We had some biscotti the cookies at the end. Did we talk about Project Ravioli? No, I did not want to ambush Jim. her with that. Mike, this is a slow thing. I don't, I'm not going to show up to the woman's door. You know what's not slow? Death. Okay. She's 100, bro. She's she not, doesn't she's, have time. She, she is, I believe, 85 or 86. Okay, hold on. Once you once you, you have an I'm going to come back and see her in the summertime. And we'll, oh, will she be there? Of course she will. She's in hold great on. health. Evan, Evan, work with me. Once you have an eight in front of your age, Time is decidedly not on your side. Oh, she's moving. She's doing good. But every morning's a two-minute drill. You, uh, he was at Rita's and didn't ask about the ravioli. Build up. Yeah, build it up. I'm going to tell you something. She made this roasted chicken, too, that she had had in the oven. It was beautiful. You believe this? The cooking is good. As good as I remember, maybe better. Did you have a picture? No, I didn't. I'm not going to photo. I'm not here for the photo op. Why? You're, you, you're a social media whore. No, but could you... I you mean, don't go Mike, 10 minutes is, outside of vacation without a picture. You couldn't fake. take a picture of Rita for us? Okay. <laughs> I thought it would be in bad taste to show up, shake her down for raviolis, get the photo, and then, like, hey, I haven't seen you in 10 years. We'll see you when I see you. I'm not here to, like, 
extort we, her for raviolis and social media likes. We were going to pay this her. This is a trusted family wait a minute, member. Wait a minute, time out. We were paying her for the ravioli. I didn't know that we were paying her for the ravioli. I told you this. Maybe that got lost in translation. <laughs> I'll see her again. She's an 85-year-old on a fixed income. She don't need some scratch. Get in the, get, go make some raviolis We could us. build a Rita Parlay, use the proceeds, and buy the raviolis. I would, I would do it at Harpy. Okay. Holy shit. He had dinner with Rita, yeah. didn't ask about the raviolis, and didn't do a glamour photo with him and Rita for the pod. We would have framed it. We would have put, put it, it up. right in the middle here. Rita's kitchen. We would have had a fun bit. No? We still can. Uh, hey, you better hope so. Or that funeral is going to be very the sad guilt trips for you. all fall. I finally go see this person. I know, the best And part. I'm being told that I didn't do it right. Well, I'm saying you didn't accomplish the mission. The mission isn't to get you guys stuff. The, the mission was to reunite myself with my oldest living Italian relative okay. and do good. All right, I now, did that. I I'm wanna, very proud of that. I'm I, happy, I was happy we got by I don't want to be a bearer of bad news for you. But you just told a total lie to all of America. What's a lie? If she was important in the first place, oh, she wouldn't have gone a decade without her. You lose touch with people. I lived on the other side of the state. Where does she live? She lives in Metro Detroit. How long you been, how long you lived there? Ah, here we go. We gotta get into this. I've had the worst continuity of a schedule for three years. I'm okay. excited to get some stability okay. starting in February. You better hope Reed has got some longevity to her. Or you're going to be very sad at her funeral. That, that's an ominous way to end the podcast. Can you say something nice before we get out of here? It's, I'm happy you're feeling better, Mike. It's great being back. It's great seeing you. I'd say it's good to be back in the office, but that would be a total horseshit lie. And with that, rate, review, subscribe. It's cash the ticket. <laughs> hey, Evan, let me circle back.